featuring all its best from the king of instruments on community keyboards. Hello again from Ian Wollstone-Holm and welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online. As usual, over the next hour I'll have music from the King of Instruments in all its guises, with everything from classical and theatre organ pipes to digital electronic organs, keyboards and beyond. Later in the show I'll be joined by guests Richard Lowe, David Mason and Phil Kelsall. There'll be some more home performances from the T.S. de Picardy online forum group members. And we'll be taking a trip to the seaside to meet not one, not two, not three, but four organists on parade at the Blackpool Opera House Wurlitzer. Sounds to me like it's going to be a busy day ahead, so um, how about some breakfast?
Alex McAllister playing Korg and Kurtzweil keyboards in a reworking of one of Klaus Wunderlich's synth-era classics, Cornflakes and Popcorn. From Cornflakes to Cornwall, and the first of the winners of the Country Music Theme Challenge for this edition, coming from Don Worley from Liscard in Cornwall. Here's Don on Yamaha AR80 with Your Cheating Heart, Country Roads and On the Banks of the Ohio.
John Worley on Yamaha Electone. Now, a digital organ in a church? Not such an unusual event. A digital theatre organ in church? Well, that doesn't happen every day. A digital theatre organ from Mason Low? Who, you might ask? I went along to Christ Church in West Didsbury in Manchester to find out more. Just for one moment, listen. Complete silence, apart from a little echo in the voice today because we're in Christchurch in West Didsbury. And with me, I've got three, three gentlemen who are um, about to present uh, a revolutionary new instrument into the Manchester area. Um, if you type into Google Mason Law, the first thing that comes up is actually a recently demised professional bull rider. I kid you not. And if you add the word organ, then you're taken to what appears to be a fairly new name in digital theatre organs. So we have uh, David Mason and Richard Lowe. Get it? Mason Lowe uh, with us, first of all. So, Richard, how did the, the business start? As I say, it seems to be a fairly new venture. Absolutely. Um through through years of playing theatre organs around and as a hobby, I played many digital theatre organs, and none of them did exactly what I wanted either, <clears throat> in a physical term uh, or tonally. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, actually, you know, we could do better. We could do something that actually is incredibly special, feels great to play, sounds great to listen to, and looks amazing, as you uh, can see from the console in front of us here. It's always good for radio when you say, have a look at the console, Absolutely. but we'll come to that in a moment. <laughs> I'll send you a photo. <laughs> and so um, uh, David and I spoke about this many, well, probably about three or so years ago. And I thought, well, yeah, certainly we could do something. And we could do something that's going to be market-leading, something that's going, to, that's going to tick all the boxes, that you sit down and you feel this is actually something special, and also that's something customizable to the, to the customer, so they can design within the limits of how many tabs we can have on it, they can design their organ. Mm. So rather than buying an off-the-shelf organ, here you go, here's the shell, what do you want to do with it? So the church tonight is um, a platform, a springboard, if you like, mm. for the, the first sort of outing of, of this instrument. Yeah. It's not, we should say, it's not... Uh, going to be heard in the church for forever and ever, amen kind of thing, which it might, might not be the right thing to say at this moment in time. <laughs> um, David, I mean, the virtual theatre pipe organ market seems to be quite, well, it's a, it's saturated. A sub, it's a sub-niche of a sub-niche of interest, but it, it's a significant potential opportunity. I've been working now in the digital organ market for 12 years, but in the classical field, and I've known Richard for longer. And as he said, we thought there was an opportunity to do something different. I feel 
very strongly when you sit at an instrument. It wants to embrace you. It wants to challenge you. It wants to make you lift your playing. And the digital instruments that are made by other companies, fine as they are, they're nothing like the workmanship and craftsmanship of a true Wurlitzer console experience. And that's what we've created. Richard has done the sonic design. And I will happily admit I would not know necessarily the difference between the tibia and the diaphon in the theatre organ world. But with the contacts that I have, we've got the technology and capability to build the instrument and deliver it to a very, very high quality, which hopefully people tonight in the concert are going to judge and um, consider we've done a reasonable job. So, I mean, we joke about the console and being able to see it on radio, but obviously we will put pictures on our website. And, I mean, at first glance, what we see before us is something that is, to the uninitiated at least, uh, dare I say, all that's missing is the word whirlits from the, from the music rack. Indeed, and we're working out how to make it come out of a hole in the ground as well. But uh, that will be a little bit harder to engineer. But, as you say, it, it, it is... A two-thirds scale, well, it's a console. Most of the market, I think, for these instruments are home customers, surprisingly, who are prepared to pay staggeringly large sums of money relatively to have the facility in their home. And if you tried to do it with a full-scale, well, it's a console, which I believe somebody has done, you have to take the wall of the house out in order to deliver the instrument. <laughs> At least with this, there's a chance it's going to go in through the French windows, through the back garden. Kelsall and of course I do like to be beside the seaside on the Mason Law organ and we'll be back at Christchurch West Didsbury later. Do stay with me after this break for some organists on parade. Visit our Facebook page for all the latest programme information. Just search Community Keyboards. Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome. Your chance to shine in another listener performance on Community Keyboards.
Margaret Draper from New Zealand, another joint winner of the Keyboard Forum Country Theme Challenge, playing 40 Miles of Bad Road. Sounds like our local pothole-ridden bypass. Well, 50 miles from the studio takes me to the Fylde Coast, which provided a recent opportunity to hear the superb 1939-installed three-manual 13-rank Wurlitzer at the Blackpool Opera House. Here's Cameron Lloyd at the console first of all to get things underway with a couple of marches. Well, it's not every day, at least on the 125th birthday of the Blackpool Tower, that we turn our back on such a prestigious occasion. But we've we've come across the road to um, to the Winter Gardens, and we're we're gathered by an ensemble cast, a real A to Z of star organists. And it's nice to see that they've just taken a break from the rehearsal for the the organists on parade on the Wonder World. It's I'm always reminded of dear old Reginald Dixon's story about the time that he was coming out of the tower and he bumped into a little old lady who said oh you're Mr Dixon aren't you and he said yes yes yeah. he said, and you've got this wonder world it sir and he said yes yes he said and she said uh, which cage is it in? <laughs> so did I, I wonder, as he's standing next to me, let, let's start with, with Stephen Austin. Is that sort of perception of the, of the theatre organ still a little bit of a laughing matter? Do people think that it's one of these mysterious instruments these days? I hope they don't. Uh, I think through the 
proliferation of theatre organ concerts these days, people have far greater access to listen to these instruments, and I, I would hope that their knowledge and appreciation of such an instrument is widening, mm. um, especially with Canic Chase Organ Club that are promoting certainly the Opera House instrument. It's brought it back into the public ear, shall we say. Um, I would hope that the uh, the audience participation also includes an appreciation of these fabulous instruments. Mm. They have to remember that they're all sort of coming up to 80 years old, the organs that is, not the audience. And um, that they, they are wonders of a, of a musical era. Mm. You mentioned Canic Chase, of course. You, you're part of the technical people who, who look after these instruments aren't you well, well yes when we can yes uh, even if it's uh, just fetching and carrying <laughs> i mean how much maintenance do they they really need Stephen, in terms well, of day-to-day -day maintenance yeah cameron will be the one to answer that but sure. i can only imagine that they need coaxing and cajoling and tweaking and sometimes major operations on a very regular basis
I noticed that uh, there are over 50 profiles on LinkedIn with the name Cameron Lloyd. Just thought I'd mention that. But the, there's only one who is, uh, in terms of enthusiastic enough to, to put on an event such as we have today. Where did, where did the idea come from, Cameron? Well, it was through a phone call with David Lobbin uh, 12 years ago now that we got involved here. Uh, he rang Steve up and said, the Opera House organ, uh, somebody's made a bid for it. It was for sale. Or they were going to use it as spare parts for the tower. And Steve said, oh, you know, Steve, what's it? we can't let that happen. We came up the very next day, uh, looked at the organ and uh, agreed uh, an arrangement with the Winter Gardens to look after it and to promote the concert. So that's how we sort of got involved here and started with this. But it, it was all through Steve 50 years ago, really, at the Odeon at Birmingham. And we're talking, when we say Steve, we're talking, of course, Steve Tolvey. Yes, I mean, his legacy is, is just that, it lives on. What do you think that he would have made of something like this culmination today? He, well, he, it was his idea again to do the organist on parade sort of events. We used to do them at the Civic Hall at Wolverhampton quite regularly. They always go down well with the audiences because you get to hear four different styles on the same organ in the same afternoon. He'd have been over the moon today.
we seem to be welcoming more and more new performers to the popular organ and keyboard world, and it's nice to do that. Alec Walters, welcome, Alec. Oh, nice to be here. So, I mean, what's your role in the uh, in in the events today? Oh, pretty much everything. Uh, what we've done, we've tuned it, we've uh, done the maintenance, and playing, of course, which is a great thrill for me. So, yeah, a bit of everything today, really. I mean, how did you first become involved in in the the theatre organ scene? Well, like many, I, I was taken to the towel ballroom by my parents and uh, saw the works of there, and I was bitten by the bug, as they say. And uh, a few years ago, uh, Steve Tovey invited me down to uh, Canic Chase, where I played the barn, and I, he, he rung me up again after that visit and said, uh, "Would you like to come down and uh, you know play play again, you know, for for a concert?" And thinking I was just doing a bit of entrance music, no, ended up doing uh, you know uh, at least half of the concert. So that, you know, and it's uh, I've been doing little bits here and there ever since that really so i mean as a as a newcomer to a relative newcomer i guess to to the scene what advice would you give to i mean for, for example we don't know how many people are going to be in the audience today but um there may well be one or two young people in the audience and this potentially i often think of things like this potentially could be one of those light bulb moments where they go oh my goodness this is something i'd like to do I'd like to get involved with more and more, whether it's the performance side or the the maintenance side. What what advice would you give to somebody in that position, in let's say seat number twenty one here on the row where we are next to you? Well, saying if anyone you know is interested and wants to get involved with this kind of thing is uh, you know there are various societies across the UK who look after these instruments. Uh, you know, Can I Chase On Club being one of them. Um, you know, just give the, give them a call. You know, they're always looking for volunteers and you know new blood, as they say. So uh, that's that's the only advice I can give, really. Just just seek it out. You know, it won't come looking for you. You've got to go looking for it, uh, as as they say. So I think um, earlier this afternoon I was talking to the four star organists here at the um, at the Winter Gardens uh, and. Uh, Quite prophetically, I actually said, what would you say if there were a young person in the audience that wanted to become a, like a theatre organist or something like that? Then lo and behold, we get a gaggle of them. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Watson is the music master at Russell School which is just down the road here on the Fylde Coast. And you've brought all these young people with you. I mean, first of all, Joe, how does the, this kind of ancient instrument fit into modern music technology and so on at school? Uh, well, Russell has a, a thriving music tradition, uh, and we regularly uh, do services in the chapel with regular concerts uh, which involve the organ. And we've had uh, recently our three-manual uh, Harrison Harrison organ brought back into life, which has uh, generated this new interest in organ studies. So, actually, the organ is growing at Russell, where in other places it might be on the decline. Well, that said, I mean, obviously, that's it tends, I would imagine, to be more on the classical organ side of things. Yeah, well, the reason that we've brought them here today is to, to give them a, a kind of a wider listening a wider understanding of what kind of different things how versatile the organ is I mean, it's, it's fantastic can we talk to one or two of the guys I, I yeah. Bradley what year are you is it year nine. Year, year nine okay yeah. you wanting to do music but you wanted to follow that as a career maybe um, I'm not too sure yet early days yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who have we got here? I'm uh, called Harry. Harry, good to see you, Harry. Thanks for joining me. And who else we've got? Uh, Joe. Joe, another Joe. Harry and Joe. Uh, same question to you guys. I mean, what, what have you made of today here at um, in the Opera House? 
Uh, well, I haven't started the organ yet, but uh, doing this and being at Russell, that's made me want to start playing it. So I kind of just just had a sneak of, uh, glance across my shoulders as um, as Alec was playing that last uh, number there, with all the the water falling, as we call, and all the, the, the you know the, the showmanship on the keyboards. And I think you kind of look slightly open mouthed at that. Is that the yeah. first time you've seen something like that? Uh, yeah, it is, and to be able to do that many things with your hands, I think it's quite amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and Harry, I mean, again, are you wanting to follow a musical path when you're uh, older? Yeah, well, again, like Bradley, I'm not too sure, but I certainly enjoy music and studying music in most forms, really, so I'm just going to keep going and see where it takes me, really. What's your name? Connie. Connie, what have you thought about today's show? Very good. It's very interesting to see um, the differences. I've never seen an organ like this and it's very interesting to see the differences between the one we have at Russell and this one. And presumably you play the, the organ at Russell? Yeah. 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 To what sort of level are you um, are you at at the moment? What, what sort of standard, if you like? Well, I'm about to do my ABRSM grade 5 in Christmas time. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a quite a serious element to, to, to study in, in, in that regard as opposed to this, which is very much entertainment and happy clappy type music. I would say so, yeah. It's definitely more mellow yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah but you've enjoyed it nonetheless thank you ever so much for joining me and have a safe trip back to Russell School which is just down the coast thank you there you heard in love for the very first time from Stephen Austin, some memories of Doris Day in Sentimental Journey from David Lobben, and a snippet of the Rainbow Connection courtesy of Alec Walters at the console of the Blackpool Opera House Wurlitzer. And fear not, there'll be lots more music and conversation from this most memorable of concerts on the next programme. Lots more still to come on this edition, so do stay with me after the break. You're listening to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM.
King of the Road as played by Hugh Wallington from Western Supermare on Yamaha AR80 who must be doing something right since he's been a winner of the Keyboard Music Forum poll no fewer than five times. Anyway, congratulations to all the joint winners which we featured this month and no doubt there'll be many more entries to the next challenge, the theme of which is songs done by a female singer. If you are a home hobby organist or keyboard player, then do have a look at the link to the Keyboard Music Forum page on our website or Facebook page. Okay, let's return to Christchurch in West Didsbury now, where at the console of the Mason Low Theatre Organ is Phil Kelsall. Why, why a church for this um, initial presentation and uh, why a church in Manchester when you could have pretty much had your pick of anywhere in the UK, I guess? Absolutely. Uh, there are two significant reasons. Uh, firstly, as you heard when you came in, the acoustic in here is absolutely perfect for it. The sound blossoms um, and it just gives that, that big kind of theatre or ballroom feel to the instrument. Secondly, uh, unashamedly, I've been directing music here for... 15 years and I know the building and I know the, how the acoustic can can really enhance this instrument and um, I think it's a, it's a very versatile building for, do, for doing stuff and we have loads of concerts, we have a regular concert series lots of people visit this building if only for musical activities so I thought it's quite appropriate to do that as we would have been in the old county of Lancashire not that far from Blackpool in the county of Lancashire with a wonderful white and gold Wurlitzer um, well, there the, are the many links there Well, that leads us nicely, I guess into introducing our guest who's been, he's no stranger to the programme I know, Phil, because we last chatted um, a couple of years ago when you were um, celebrating your 40th um, anniversary at that uh, famous iconic landmark in, on the Fylde Coast that celebrated 125 years this week, I believe, hasn't it? Indeed, yes. I played, we had a, a grand party in the ballroom uh, last Wednesday. We had about 500 people there, and I had the great honour of playing Happy Birthday, Dear Blackpool Tower. Oh, wow. <laughs> of course, for people are listening, I recognise that voice. I didn't formally introduce Phil Kelsall, MBE, of course. Phil, I mean, for somebody who plays the real thing, day in, day out in, in the ballroom there. What's it like to play one of these uh, doppelgangers? It's very interesting. Uh, you know, I've played at Blackpool, as you say, for 42 years, and I, I know every nuance of, of the theatre organ, certainly of the Wurlitzer. And I have to say, you know, I've played, also played a lot of digital 
theatre organs. And I have to say, this particular one, the Mason Low, is the nearest uh, I've ever come across to, to the Blackpool style mm. of organ. Uh, the specification, the way it's set up, uh, the percussion instruments, the piano, you know, it's all set, really. It just, it's just like being sat at black. Is it really? It's like a home from home. It is, really, absolutely. <laughs> I wish I could afford it in my lounge. <laughs> they do say, don't they, Phil, that the best stop on the organ is the building. So you've had a little rehearsal here. We're speaking, obviously, before the concert, and thank you very much to all three of uh, the gentlemen here for, for allowing me to, to do that, because I know it's always a busy time prior to the audience coming in. Um, Acoustic-wise, does it, does it make you feel as though you're back in the ballroom when you're playing this? Yeah, yeah it, absolutely, yeah, yes. Yeah. And what a great choice of venue this is to, to, to launch this instrument, because, as you say, the acoustics in this church you know, there's lots of reverberation which enhances the sound of the organ. It, it enables it to blend. Uh, it, it enables the ensemble to be richer. So it's a perfect choice of venue for the church, yes. I guess we're all, uh, almost on the cusp of these European elections now. And don't worry, we're not going to get too political. But, I, but like some of those political commentators do often say, Phil, while we've got you here, let me ask you this. Um, I know you've just returned from the US on a, a concert uh, tour over there. And whilst I was actually down in London a few weeks ago at the um, ATOS Young Theatre Organist of the Year competition, the winner of the senior part of the, the competition uh, was putting out subsequent to that uh, he's, a, he's a university student, and he was putting out uh, one of these survey monkey type questionnaires. And I think one of the questions that he asked in this survey was, why did America's interest in the theatre organ fade more quickly than in the UK? Having played to many audiences over in the US, is that a valid point? What's your take on that? Well, question? for a start, they don't have a Blackpool Tower ballroom, which <laughs> you know, which creates so much interest in theatre organ. Not so much with the theatre organ diehard fans, mm. but with the normal public. Uh, and and uh, you know, like tonight's concert will have people travelling from Blackpool. It's a different. It's like a second string to the bow of the audience, uh, the Blackpool thing. But I've just come back from America, and yes, you know, they have uh, declining audiences, just like we do in some venues. Yeah, I think it's the Blackpool connection that enhances the, the interest in the theatre organ, definitely. Yeah. We're all looking forward to it. Thank you very much for, for uh, sparing a little bit of time. Just before we go, Richard, are you hoping to sell this instrument tonight? If somebody comes along with a, a cheque of the right amount, that would be, that'd be wonderful. Um, eventually, yes, we hope this, this, this organ will find its, its home with an owner who... Who loves to play it? Uh, at the moment, we we're using it to to tell people about what we're doing, and so hopefully in the next in the next six months or so, there'll be some more concerts around the country, um, showing just how amazing it can sound and how amazing it can look. The answer is yes and no, and <laughs> let's see how things go. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for uh, for speaking with me, and uh, we look forward to some music.
and do have a look as the 1000 viewers already have at the Facebook page for more details of the Mason Law Digital Theatre Organ. And if you'd like to have more information about it, then you can contact David Mason himself on 01869247333. Now, I had a lovely email from a listener called Dennis from Shepparton in Adelaide, who tells me that when he lived in Perth, Western Australia, he used to listen to a Sunday morning programme of organ music and was a fan of George Wright. Dennis tells me that our kind of music is a refreshing change to what he describes as screeching people twanging guitars. But then we know that, don't we? Well, great to hear that you found Community Keyboards online, Dennis. And just for you, here's the much-missed GW at the Pasadena Studio Workmanser. face the music and dance, the inimitable genius of George Wright. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have for this edition. Huge thanks to all my guests, and as ever, if you want to listen again to the programme, you can do so at your convenience via the oldhamcommunityradio.com player, or via the programme website at communitykeyboards.com. And if you'd like to get in touch, then drop me an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com, or via Royal Mail to P.O. Box 997 Oldham OL19EB 
and we also have our Facebook and Instagram pages on social media as well. For now, this is Ian Wilson Home saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye. keyboards with Ian Wollstone home.